Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. In today's healthy conversation, I'm joined by the beautiful, kind and humble Steph Claire Smith. With over 1.5 million followers and two booming businesses, Steph definitely doesn't need a formal introduction. However, it's part of the show, so here goes. Smart, driven, incredibly successful and beautifully humble, Steph is a golden light who is shining bright. She radiates positivity and alongside her bestie, Laura Henshaw, she fosters an empowering environment through their kit community, which helps women feel great and be great. Joining me while in lockdown in Melbourne, Steph shares a snippet into how yoga has transformed the way she starts her days, how she cultivates more gratitude, how as a business owner she's had to learn to pivot this year, how 2020 has given her a greater perspective on times of hardship and an insight into nurturing her mental well-being. Bright, bubbly and graceful, this chat is exactly what I needed. It is sure to put a smile on your dial and escape back in your step. It's full of healthy hacks and habits you can inject into your daily life and pockets of gold to shift your mindset and give you a fresh outlook. Here's Steph. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Pure Harvest's new range of delicious nut milks. Available in three dairy-free flavours, Nut Bliss, Lush Almond and Creamy Cashew, you'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. Pure Harvest's new range of No Ordinary Milks are available at leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia-wide. Hello, lovely Steph, and welcome back to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's been been a while, hasn't it? It <laughs> has become a mum in the time. <laughs> I know. It has been so long. I was actually thinking of it this morning as I was setting everything up. I was like, oh my goodness, you and Laura were like, literally I think the second person I ever recorded with and I was doing it with Amy back then and I just remember like leaving your house and the excitement and energy that I was feeling after that recording and and I just remember it really instilled in me like this is exactly what I want to be doing so thank you for that I I loved our original chat That's really sweet. Yeah, that's really – I actually can picture us like around the dining table as well. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. so fun. And you girls hadn't even – I think you hadn't even really done – you'd only done one or two podcasts or something at that stage, so we're all so new to it. <laughs> yep, yep, I do remember. So how are you? How's everything going for you at the moment? It's good. You know, it, it's a hard question to answer. I think um, you would know and any Melbournians listening would know – it really depends on how you're feeling at the time. You know, I go through waves of being able to perk myself up and stay really positive. And then I go through points where I'm, you know, just kind of want to stay in bed and can't see a good reason to get out of bed. And, you know, no matter how much I practice gratitude or do all the things that, you know, help me through things, usually um, there has been points in this time that it's just, you know, nothing helps. And I need to just sit there with that kind of negative feeling. And I've learned that that's okay too. So, all in all, I think I'm generally pretty good, but it, it has been a bloody big year. <laughs> it's been a ride, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I totally feel you on the gratitude stuff as well. I think at the start, I was definitely, you know, gratitude, to, like switch mm. to gratitude and put things into perspective. And although I'm still really trying hard to do that, it definitely is harder every day that we're in this to move out of it. Yeah, oh, Absolutely. 
So what is one self-care practice that you've been doing this year or I guess while we're in lockdown to really keep you mentally or physically feeling that bit more abundant? For me, it's been um, practicing yoga a lot more. So yeah, a few years back, I would have never thought that yoga would be something I would get into. I just, I think I was impatient. Um, you know, if I wasn't good at something at the beginning, I used to just give up on it. Um, as a kid, I never kind of persisted with things because there was a few things that I was naturally quite good at. So I just kind of stuck to those kind of things. And when I tried yoga for the first time, I wasn't very flexible. And, um, you know, I really cared about how it looked and not being able to get into the poses that everyone else could do and really just saw it as a physical thing. I, I never really looked into, you know, all the other amazing things that yoga really brings to you, um, to your mind and body. And and so it took me a while to actually start incorporating it more into my routine, but I probably started about maybe a year or two ago, um, slightly dipping my toes in a bit more. You know, we've got yoga flows on the Keeper Cleaner app. So every now and again, I would do them or every now and again, I'd go and do a hot yoga class, obviously pre-COVID. Um <laughs> And that would be really nice as well. And that's when I really started to fall in love with it and I started to see all the other benefits. You know, it wasn't, it, it was no longer about exercise or moving my body kind of for a physical thing. It was, it was really just like this time on the mat where I could just breathe, remind myself to breathe, you know, forget about the outside world and just kind of have your focus on the next movement or the next breath. And it was kind of like meditating for me and it still is. And I've been doing that a lot more, particularly in this time, because I feel like what I have figured out when it comes to myself and, you know, the way I move my body and the way I choose to move my body, because exercise is a big part of my life. I've figured out that high intensity exercises aren't always my best friend. You know, if I'm feeling overly stressed or overwhelmed, sometimes it's like the worst thing that I can do is to do anything intense like that. And so I've opted for, you know, slower things like yoga and it's made me feel so amazing. So I was only saying to myself this morning because I started off my day with yoga flow. Every time I start my day off with yoga flow, like I let my alarm call, you know, wake me up and then I just walk out, roll my mat out and it's the first thing I do in the day. Anytime I've done that, I feel so incredible and just like ready to take on the rest of the day. Whether I have to, you know, get started with work straight after that or I've got enough time to go for a walk or even do a workout if I feel energized enough. I always feel really good. And so I kind of said to myself this morning, like, you know what? You've got all the time in the world at the moment, Steph. Why aren't you doing this every morning? Like, (laughs) if it feels this good, just do it more. (laughs) So I think, yeah, one thing that I've been doing for myself is just listening to my body and slowing things down. And, um, yeah, I suppose really just letting, being patient with yoga and, and now falling in love with it. Yeah, I love that. And I love that awareness that you've developed during this time of hit not always being your best friend. I really yeah. liked hearing that. I think, you know, sometimes we can do things or or go about our routine because we've always done it that way. And mm-hmm. so bringing that awareness into our actions is is such a beautiful learning almost. Talking of your morning though, you are obviously an incredibly successful person. And I know that a lot of success comes from a really healthy morning routine. Can you give us a sneak peek into what yours looks like? I used to be a more of a routine person when we were in kind of normal life. <laughs> um, now I've been really focusing again on listening to my body and my mind. And I haven't mentally been totally okay this year. So there has been times where my routine has been completely out of whack and I've just kind of had to be okay with that, you know, whether it means I'm sleeping in or just kind of sitting in my PJs for the first half of the day 
or going to bed super late or, you know, my routine has been kind of all over the place. But as I said, there is a few things that I like to do, like doing yoga in the morning or like a walk in the morning that when I do do those things, I, I do feel so incredible for the rest of the day and it really does set me up. So I think the biggest thing for me mentally is I've lost hope right now and yeah. what are we without hope? You know, like mm-hmm. we have had so many disappointing announcements where this, you know, lockdown has just been extended and extended and extended. It's really hard now to be super motivated to be in a routine because I've kind of like lost hope as to what it's all for in the end. Um yeah. And so I think, you know, I mean, fingers crossed this Sunday, we've got some announcements and fingers crossed mm, there's fingers little crossed. things that will be positive. And so I'm just holding on to that hope for, for the moment, like I'm trying to bring it back. And that's literally like the start of this week. I was in that mood where I couldn't move my body in the morning. I wanted to stay in bed. I think even over the weekend, we went to bed at like 10.30, which is kind of early for us on the weekend. And I just kind of had this fit in bed where I was just yelling into the air, like, why are we even going to bed? What are we doing tomorrow? What's so good about tomorrow? And Josh was like, okay, like, it's fine. <laughs> and it was just, it just kind of hit me. Like I was just so angry at, at, at things and just so upset that then like, you know, from Tuesday afternoon, I think I started to kind of pick hope up again and really hold on to that and nurture that for now, hoping that it won't be too let down <laughs> Sunday. And since then, I, I've been more motivated to have a bit of routine and to start my days off fresher. So I think little things that I've been doing is as simple as, yeah, going for a walk or doing something soft in the morning rather than jumping into something intense. Uh, I've got the whole day now to fit in my workout, <laughs> so I can do it later if I have the energy um, for something more intense. And then another thing I've been doing, just a little health hack, for myself because I have not been drinking enough water in ISO. You and Um, I both. Yeah. And, you know, when there's the change of seasons and everything, like, you know, my lips get chapped and my skin gets really dry and there's so many signs that my body is like, you are not drinking enough water. (laughs) Um, So one thing I've been doing other than getting myself a huge one-litre drink bottle is finishing off a drink bottle, maybe not the one-litre one, (laughs) maybe a glass of water, but having like at least one full glass of water before having my morning coffee and that's actually been really nice doing that in the morning as well as just a little just a little thing that's making me kind of start my day off a little bit more hydrated and kind of keeps the habit going for the rest of the day. It's so funny you say that because there was like a point in this lockdown where Georgia was going through like a really bad sleep and I was up Mm. three or four times a night. And so like I would crawl out of bed and like coffee machine was the first thing. And so it was like a good probably five weeks of like no water. Like even though I was exhausted, (laughs) I was up with her and I'd get up and the first thing I'd have was coffee. Mm. And then it kind of like... I don't know, you're not hungry then because you've had a coffee and it's this flow on effect yeah. all day. And I'd get to 11 o'clock and think, I haven't even had a glass of water. So it's funny, yes. I've actually been trying to have that glass or two before my coffee in the morning. And it's crazy how much it actually does change. And it's, you almost get a little bit proud of yourself that you've like mm-hmm. made that conscious decision and you're like, oh, I've done something good already this morning for myself. <laughs> oh, 100%. It's like when you move your body or your exercise, it's like you're ticking something off. You've accomplished something in the day, you know, especially in times like now when there's not really much else going on even those tiny little things um can make you feel really accomplished yeah absolutely how would you say your views or thoughts or opinions on the world has changed given what we've gone through this year I think it's made me 
a lot more conscious about the world around me. Um, I've got a lot of empathy towards people, but I feel like it's only kind of grown in this time. Like I think it's made me realise even my own mental struggles that I've gone through this year, it's made me really realise how important it is to kind of check in on everyone, you know, not just your loved ones and everything, but for us particularly with our kit community, it's like, I mean, I've always wanted to be really engaged with them, but through this year it's like more than ever you just want to make sure that they're all okay and even strangers and everything like that walking past them in the street you just want to smile at them Mm -hmm. to kind of brighten their day at all because we're all kind of in this together and all feeling a little bit down at the moment so I think it's just made me more aware of what other people might be going through and to be sensitive to that you know I think there's a lot of judgment we can throw a lot of judgment on each other automatically which is it's just something that naturally comes to us sometimes um, and it's not a great thing. And I think when you go through enough of this sort of stuff and negative stuff yourself, you can start to kind of appreciate that, you know, you don't know what everyone else is going through and you don't know why they might've done that or over this and they've got their own thing going on. And then particularly when it comes to social media, I mean, it's that thing that everyone always says, you know, it's a highlight reel. You don't really see what they're, going through all the time and yeah I think just being conscious of others I think that's the biggest thing that's um this year has kind of done which I suppose is definitely a positive that's come from come from this whole experience (laughs) just trying to hold on to the positive (laughs) (laughs) I love it oh that's seriously so beautiful honestly I was like just beaming when you were saying that because I can completely resonate with you so much and I think you know if you are usually quite a positive, happy, go lucky person with quite a privileged life, which, you know, Mm. I would say both of us are in that position. It is sometimes hard to really be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes as much as you might try your absolute best at the time. But when things are going right in your life and, and you're so happy and full of abundance, it's quite hard to just completely step into their shoes. So I just resonated with you so much then when you were saying that. And it's been such a good reminder of me as well to just, you never know what someone else is going through or what battle they're fighting in their own head. And I think with social media as well is to just, you know, it's really taught me to, okay, I might think that I'm always putting out a positive or inspirational message, or I might be always trying to come from a really good place and the intention's right but it doesn't mean that someone's going to receive it that way if they're not in the right headspace. So it's yeah. it's also taught me a little bit there as well of like how to navigate that a little bit more gently and, and kindly. Yeah. From a business perspective, you know, you've got kick, you've also got mm-hmm. soda. I know the word pivot has been huge this year and we're hearing it on every podcast and, and in every <laughs> interview, but as a business owner, how have you really had to pivot this year? Yeah, I, I I know it's 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 the go-to word, isn't it? But it, it, it's true. Like we all have to pivot. You know, the businesses that have been fortunate enough to continue in this time, because obviously there's been so many that have not been able to, have certainly had to pivot. And I mean, there's a lot of benefit to running an online program, unless technology crashes in the <laughs> entire world. Then you know, then we'll have a bit of a worry. But you know, when, when something like this happens and people are locked up and they can't go to the gym and everything like that, I mean, that's what kicks all about. It's about being flexible and being able to do it anywhere. So I suppose we didn't really have to change too much, but it it happened to fall right when we were developing, you know, kick 2.0, the relaunch. So it was funny because at the start, you know, it was actually great. We had all this time 
to really put our heads down and just work on the back end of things, um, you know, the stuff that people don't see. And our team was really, really productive because not much else was going on and, you know, we didn't have any events or anything we had to worry about. So, you know, it was kind of all hands on deck with this relaunch. So in that way, it was it was really good. But then it, you know, became more and more important to us to get that launch out because people were being locked up at home and were really missing the gym or missing their usual exercise routine. And I think what this time has done uh, has actually really opened up people's eyes to the different parts of the fitness industry. You know, I've got a lot of girlfriends who absolutely cannot live without their gym membership or their certain classes that they love, you know, and they still do kick and everything like that. But that's their, you know, biggest motivation is catching up with another friend at the same time on a Wednesday each week at this particular class. It's like a routine. And I can totally understand that. But I think there is also a lot of people who have never tried online training. They've never tried to work out at home and they've just kind of automatically thought that that's not them, that would never work for them. And in this time, they've kind of had to, you know, if if, this, if you're someone that loves exercise, um, might not necessarily be a runner, there's not much else to do than to try different things like online training. And, and so definitely the online space had a lot more usage I suppose and and that was exciting our community grew and that's been amazing but as I said earlier that it just got us really really excited and keen to to get the relaunch out with you know all our new trainers and everything like that but the way we kind of pivoted to also reach those people outside of our community was by doing our lives and all these other things like our virtual gym and everything that we did through Instagram just to help those out that I suppose maybe didn't want to try kick or jumping completely, but they just wanted to have a taste of what they can do at home um, and to prove to themselves that they really can motivate themselves to do something at home, even if it's in their PJs and they've got no equipment. And that was really nice. And it was, it's been a really, it's been a really incredible time, I think, for Keeper Cleaner, being able to experience a community kind of come together and encourage each other through these really tough times has been really beautiful. And then when it comes to soda, I think, the exciting thing is our team is spread out across Australia. We've got people in Queensland, we've got people in Sydney, and then there's us in Melbourne. <laughs> um, I think the hardest thing for Josh and I personally is, you know, I'm usually a part of most campaigns. Josh is usually, you know, shooting most of those campaigns and, and is real creative in that way. And then we've usually got our events, you know, at least one a month. And they're so much fun and it's it's the spirit of our business and our brand and our family, our soda family and community love those events. Uh, it just they think soda and they think of a good time. So it's been really hard to not be able to have those events. And then I think with Josh particularly, you know, most of his time with work is made up of either creating content or running the events and kind of doing all the logistics for the events so he's kind of felt a little bit I don't know his creative side has been a little bit down this year yeah. so we're both so keen for for that kind of to come back but again it's an online business we sell through online and, and retail has still been great and you know the rest of Australia is open up so people are still kind of going to the beach and need a pair of sunglasses That's and all so that sort of stuff so very, very, very fortunate that both businesses have been able to survive in this time, but there has definitely been a few times where we've had to, excuse the word, but pivot <laughs> for sure, I suppose. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Are you looking for a healthy non-dairy milk alternative that's made the right way? 
then look no further than Pure Harvest. I stopped using ordinary milks many years ago and started using the delicious nut milks from Pure Harvest for my coffees, smoothies and soups. Since day one, I've chosen Pure Harvest as they are free from preservatives and added sugars and only contain the best and cleanest ingredients. Well, now I'm so excited to let you know that Pure Harvest have extended their range of non-dairy milk with the launch of No Ordinary Milk, which contain three new non-dairy flavours, Nut Bliss, Lush Almond and Creamy Cashew. You'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. With no added sugars, preservatives or flavours, Pure Harvest range of No Ordinary Milks use whole organic ingredients to make beverages that taste great and most importantly, make you feel good. Pure Harvest new range of Nom Nut Milks are now available at selected leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia-wide. When I think of soda, exactly what you said, I think of fun and, you know, your amazing <laughs> parties in Sydney and just the, like the vibe of them you can feel through a photo, you know, so I can't even imagine what it would be like to to be there. So to really have to let go of that would be really, really hard. And yeah, I could imagine Josh would be struggling in those areas, especially as a creative person when you're stuck, you know, inside, it's just such a, mm-hmm. such a hard thing to come to terms with. Something, Steph, that I've always just loved and admired about you is your ability to always choose collaboration over competition. We see this day in, day out with yours and Laura's relationship, but, you know, also the introduction of the female instructors into Kick um, and just your friendships, you know, the girls in your network who are also models, influencers, you're always celebrating them and and lifting them up. And it's something I just, yeah, I honestly admire it so much about you. How did you develop or build this mindset more in the early days? Because I know it'd be something that's so natural to you now, but how did you develop that more abundant mindset knowing that, you know, there was enough for everyone to be successful and not to be threatened? That's really nice. Thank you for saying that. Um, it's something that is really important to me. Um, I think if we're going back to early days, you know, when I was even in primary school or high school, like I was such a team player. I didn't really do many sports at all that I was by myself. It was it was all team sports. Um, and whilst I enjoyed being a leader or a captain, <laughs> definitely, um, I loved working with my team. And, you know, I knew that I couldn't win a game by myself. Like it was a team effort kind of thing. And I loved bringing other people up or seeing them succeed. So I think it's just something that's always kind of been there in the back of my mind that it's not just about you. And then I think when I started in the modeling industry, I saw the the competitiveness of it and I realized that not everyone is that way. Not everyone is quite supportive of each other. And I can understand how they get into that point. I mean, particularly if you're modeling full time, you know, going to a casting and being put up against the same girls every time and potentially losing to those girls majority of the time or you know it's just this really equal thing it's easy to kind of think like oh why did she get it over me or like it's hard to be happy for each other so I understand how some people fall into it but I think because of my background and because I had also had a few friendships earlier on in the modeling industry that I thought you know were really strong friendships and I never actually ended up getting any kind of support or celebration reciprocated (laughs) that ended up phasing out to not so strong friendships. 
And I think because I could see through that and I could see, you know, myself that no matter how much I supported someone, they didn't do it back, that not everyone was kind of like that. And that was, I don't know, I just didn't like that. And so I never wanted to be that person. I never wanted to be, I never wanted anyone to think that I wasn't going to support them or that I, yeah, was only in it for myself or anything like that. So that's kind of where it's grown from. And then it's the same now with, you know, managing a team. We've got such an incredible team that work at Kick every single day in the back end and they're all so incredible at what they do. And, you know, for a while there, Laura and I were really scared to let go of like every little corner of the business because we were just so passionate about it. But that's the important thing when you're bringing people on, you're bringing them on for a reason. You you'd have to trust that they've got the skills to kind of keep it going and everything. And it's been really beautiful to let them do that and to see them kind of flourish. And when it comes to supporting friends, I just think it's it's one of the most important things and it's the easiest way to kind of show your appreciation and I suppose care for them. Um, I know what it's like to launch a business, for example, or to get a big gig that you might have been dreaming of. I know what that feels like or what you have to do to get there. So I just would hope that anyone that kind of gets those points at least feel celebrated um, from the outside as well. Oh, it's seriously so beautiful. I like almost had tears when you're talking. I'm just like, oh, it just, it just honestly, like it just oozes out of you and it just comes so naturally. And it's just a, yeah, it's a really beautiful quality. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to watch, especially in the world that we're in today. I guess to any women or even men who are mm. launching a new business or you know, an online platform, what would your advice be to them to really adapt that mindset of collaboration over competition? Well, that's the important thing. When you're launching a business, um, the word collaboration, like that is going to come into play quite a lot. You're going to have to work with other brands or other people or get support. Um, You can never do anything completely by yourself. I mean, even if it's um, working with your community and engaging with them, that's a collaborative effort too. So you have to be open to collaborating if you're going to start a business. That's like number one. But I think that everyone's just got to remember that there's room for everybody. And even when it comes to the fitness industry, you know, we understand that Kick's not for everyone. We, you know, have made it so that it's super flexible and people can make it their own. And we hope to reach many people and for it to help many people. But we totally understand that there's it's a massive competition out there and we're totally okay with that because all our, our number one priority is that people just live a healthy life and they, you know, do what works for them. So if it's not kick, then it's, it's not kick. So I think it's really important to remember that as well. Um, you know, even if you're a jumper brand or like anything else, there's obviously so much competition in every industry and you just can't always be the best or you can't always tick every single box. Um, customers want different things um, and prioritize different things. So you just, you can't, you can't not be open to collaborating if you're going to yeah. launch a business. Absolutely. Now you did introduce, we mentioned before, some new fitness instru- instructors yes. <laughs> into Kick, which is so exciting. What sparked this change? So we are so pumped about the team the trainers and everything expanding because we love really we love Dan and our community absolutely loves Dan um and we're so pumped that he's still on board but for us it was just you know we've always spoken about kick showing so much variety and everything through I suppose it's workouts you know we had a lot to 
to choose from. But now with different trainers, I think it just brings even more variety. You know, they've each got their different strengths. So we've got a trainer for kind of each different pillar. It's like strength, boxing and hit. And then we've got new yogis and, and new Pilates teachers as well, as well as keeping all our OG faves. And I think what the community have really loved about that is they've all got their own different style of teaching as well. Like even someone's like voice or the way that they are or the energy that they bring, like everyone kind of gravitates towards different people and towards different styles of training. So I think it's just really helped people kind of find their fit in the app. And it's just been awesome getting to work with them and and to be able to have Keek as a platform to be able to celebrate these incredible women has been awesome as well. Like we we knew that when we wanted to bring some people on board, we wanted them to be people that we found really inspiring and strong and kind of the kick message just shone through them naturally. And, you know, Elise Brooke and Britt and then Christina and, and um, Cecily, they all had that kind of shine through and it was just obvious to us to bring them on board and be able to kind of open up our community to these beautiful souls. So it's been awesome and it was definitely the biggest change I think to the app for sure and I think the most loved change (laughs) oh it's so good the campaign was awesome I seriously loved seeing you girls all line up together and yeah it just looked like such a celebration of of fierce women who are all in it with the right attitude and for the right reasons so another Great thing that you girls are doing, always celebrating other women. Um, I'd love to know how you stay creative and motivated. I know this year's probably, you know, a bit out of the picture as as to staying that. But in terms of normal life and a normal working routine, how do you stay creative and motivated and not really get sucked into that, I guess, that vortex of procrastination? Procrastination is a funny one for me because it's something that I actually lack and probably should do more. (laughs) I'm one of those people that Josh is like, just think it through before you do it. Um, I kind of just jump into things or say things without thinking. So it's probably something I actually need to work on in reverse. But when it comes to staying motivated, particularly in times like these, I hang off the community. Like they they're the reason that we make all these changes or that we work really hard to make the app the best thing ever because it means the world to us that, you know, we're helping them and that they enjoy it and that they just even love just being a part of the community. So for me, if I'm ever feeling unmotivated or I suppose detached and maybe a little less creative, I'll just kind of scroll through the Facebook community and I'll, motivation will spark inside me. And, and I use I use them for motivation as well when it comes to even exercise. If I feel like I'm in a bit of a rut and I feel a bit low or down about myself, um, usually some inspiring or encouraging stories from them automatically makes me feel better. So they are the best <laughs> part about Keeper Cleaner and that. definitely the thing that makes me tick. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I find with a lot of people that either listen to this podcast or send messages on Instagram or even just that I have conversations with that fear can be quite a huge barrier for us really mm-hmm wholeheartedly going after what we want and and having the confidence to go after what we want. How do you approach fear? I guess I'm a bit of a believer that it, it never really leaves you. There's always things that are that are outside of your comfort zone. How do you approach it? So I think I'm lucky in that naturally I've always been a really confident person that's really not afraid to jump in. Even even, you know, thinking back to towards the end of high school 
when I started to tell people that I wanted to get into modeling, like I got a lot of backlash for that. Of course, you know, people in high school put a lot of judgment on things like that. Um, you know, I got told it was a dead end job or that I must be so vain or think I'm so hot to want to do something like that. Um, but really it was just a dream I had, you know, since I was a little girl and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And when I thought about anything else that I'd want to study, nothing excited me as much as the idea of modeling. So, and the fact that I, you know, finished school and, and went straight into it and kind of didn't listen to those people that tried to make me question it was kind of already a sign that I wasn't scared to get into it. And I did not think it was going to go the way, you know, I had never envisioned the kind of career that I've had. And so when I started working and I had to let go of my other part-time job and it became a more regular thing, it was very surprising to me and it was very exciting. But I also got used to, you know, not getting a lot of jobs and getting turned down for a lot of things. And in the modeling industry, that's hard because it's like, it's not like the more you work or the harder you work, sorry, on yourself or anything, you know, the more work you're going to get. It's kind of just comes down to luck of, you know, if you're the client, if you're what the client wants or not, which is obviously a bit different to things like school or uni where, you know, you can just study more or put more time into it. And then hopefully that, you know, you get a better result. So I think because I got used to just kind of getting turned down for things when it wasn't really my fault, I think that got me a little less scared to fail, I suppose. And then when it came to business, I was definitely scared. There was points where I was a bit scared, but I also still had that, you know, backbone of confidence. Like when we started with the ebook, you know, Lawsy was kind of shared the mindset of like, who, who's going to pay for this? Like, who I would people pay for our stuff? And I was like, well, I don't know, but let's just give it a go anyway. Like, what the heck and it it went really well and I think from there we could just kind of learn like okay let's just trust our gut and give things a go give things a crack um you know the littlest things felt like the biggest failures back then but you know now five years down the track with the stuff we have to deal with daily now we're like wow okay that was (laughs) not even a headache that was just (laughs) not even a rock on the road that we should not have worried about that stuff um and we've learned so much from every failure you know even the bigger ones you just learn so much from them that the more you fail the less you fear failure Mm, um because you kind of start to appreciate it in a weird way it's like you know that you're going to learn from it. So, yeah, there's a lot less fear around failure um, now down the track because we know we'll be able to get back on our two feet, we'll be able to work through it. And so I think my message, I suppose, for anyone that's wanting to start something or might be a little scared to, you're only going to be back in the position where you are right now if you fail. If, you know, you launch a business and something doesn't happen or doesn't work out, you'll be back to where you are now, like square one. Because if you're not doing it or you're not launching into it you're not going anywhere you're not taking any steps forward um there is definitely going to be times where you're going to take steps back in business 100 percent. but you kind of it's got to be that one step back two step forward kind of process so try your hardest to get over failure at the start and I promise it gets easier and easier yeah absolutely I love that um saying that the only people that fail are the ones that give up yeah I think it's so true. As soon as you shift your mindset on what failure actually means, it's a whole different ball game. It's only the way that you want to interpret or interpret it or look at it is the way that you're gonna gonna take it. What are some of the rituals, or do you have any rituals that have been real game changers for you over the journey? I think being open to 
Uh, getting advice from other people has been really important to both Laura and myself and accepting that we don't know everything. I think the older you get, the more you realize how you have so much to learn. Um, I think we're all really stubborn as young 20-year-olds thinking that we've kind of done that and we, we know what we want and what we're doing. But there is always room to learn and to grow. And particularly when it comes to business, there is just so many areas that I'm not skilled or experienced at and we've had to reach out and get help and and don't be ashamed of that I think every single person that is anywhere someone that you look up to in business for example 100% would have had help to get there in some way or another so yeah don't be afraid to reach out and to ask questions maybe to get a mentor or anything like that that is something that we have definitely continued to do and will continue to do for as long as the business is around. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And Steph, in your everyday life, how would you say you cultivate more gratitude? So physically writing it down is a massive one. I've got a lot of notepads, to-do lists and everything on my desk that I'm staring at every single day and me goals that we actually have a we have a diary with. We could do a collaboration with them every every year. They're such a good brand. I use my notepads are from them because on almost everything that they have, there is a section where you can write things that you're grateful for. And I just think it's so important to have a reminder like that around you because, you know, obviously people who are in a really good routine of writing things down that they're grateful for, they might just have a plain notebook that they know to go to every day and to do that or even just notes on their phone. But for me, it's still that point where I kind of need to see that reminder, write three things down that you're grateful for today. And every single time that you do it, you just feel you feel good afterwards. Like even if it's, you know, I make myself a really good homemade coffee. Like I'm grateful for that. Like I had milk in the fridge. That's (laughs) awesome. I didn't have to go to the shops. Um, Little things, I think when you start to write down those little things, you start to appreciate more and more and more. And there's some days where I just want to, I want to write more than three things and I just get excited and I'm like, but there's so many other things I could mention right now. (laughs) And I think that's really beautiful. So I think being able to physically either write it down or tell somebody, is a really great way to practice gratitude and it's definitely something that's helped me and probably something that I I hope to do more often. I hope that, you know, one day I don't have to have a notepad in front of me that reminds me of that. It's just something that kind of comes a lot more natural to me and and maybe, you know, when we come out of this time and go into a bit of more normality, I'll walk down the street without a mask on. I'll be like, I'm grateful for this. (laughs) I can see people's noses. Oh oh my goodness. Seriously, the day that we don't have to wear those things, I will feel so grateful. It's not even funny. I know it is. um, Yeah, it's a a funny time, I guess, for both of us and any other Melbournians or or Victorians really in general. It's been a really, really tough ride. And I know there's so many people doing it so incredibly tough. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like we've both said this year, that's been such a great learning to see what other people go through sometimes and and that real hardship but thank you so much for our chat I absolutely loved chatting to you I was just smiling and beaming the whole way through it you're just such a ray of sunshine so thank you for joining me oh well thank you it's um it's definitely sparked up my morning as well and I'm feeling quite energized from this so oh, good. <laughs> I think anytime you get to connect with someone it's just like Ooh, okay yay it's <laughs> so true in my day I know it's so so true well I can't wait till we're able to do it in person hopefully very soon Um, but yeah wishing you the best for the rest of this year and I'm really excited to see what's in store for you next year thank you thanks Steph
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.